grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ be multiplied to us now and ever and ever. Amen. I shall read uh, a portion of scripture taken from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, the sixth chapter, beginning from the tenth verse through the twentieth, with the prayer that the Heavenly Father will speak to us through these words. And the words read in the name of our Savior are as follows. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. The Apostle St. Paul, in the first chapter of his letter to the Ephesians, he makes this statement, wherein we have redemption, in his blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. And then, in the second chapter, he states, You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, and brings out this eternal truth, that by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, wrought in Christ Jesus unto good works, wherein he has set us to walk. And in the third chapter, 
mighty praise that we might be rooted and grounded in love so that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the length and the breadth, the depth, the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ that passeth all knowledge that we may be filled with the fullness of God. For unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or pray for, unto him be glory in the church which is in Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And then in the fourth chapter he points out that there is but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, and in all. And in the fifth, he urges us to be followers of God, following our Lord and Savior, as he himself commanded us, saying, he that would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And he begins the sixth chapter by stating, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise that ye may be, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. He admonishes children to obey their parents in the Lord, that when you obey your parents, then you are doing it because the Lord has commanded you to do it. And you are doing it in the Lord then. So that in that way you serve not only your earthly parents, but also your heavenly parents. And he admonishes fathers, provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the, the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Oh, to us parents, these are words that should sink deep into our hearts, that we would bring up our children with fear and trembling, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that we would sow that precious seed into the hearts of our children. I know from my own experience how my righteous mother sowed those precious seeds into my heart, and even though they lied, were lying there dormant for years, when I, as a prodigal son, was out in the world of sin, nevertheless, when God's time came, 
that the proper moisture of tears, sorrow over sin occurs, and the proper warmth that God loves the sinner even though he hates sin, and the gospel of Christ bringing out this uh, eternal truth that God will forgive the sins of penitent sinners. So that the words of the prophet Amos sunk deep into my heart. Who has a God like our God? Who forgiveth our sins and passeth over our transgressions? He will not always be angry for he has a desire to be merciful to us. God has that desire. He wants to be merciful to us. If we will only heed him and submit ourselves to his will and obey his word. Then he says, finally, brethren, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. He doesn't say be strong in yourself. He doesn't ask us to be headstrong or high-minded, thinking highly of ourselves, but he urges us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of his might. I am sure that many of you remember how God gave you the power to uh, repent of your sins and to believe your sins forgiven. When you received him in his word and through his own, John the Evangelist says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children of God, even unto them that believe on his name. This is the power of his might. He is mighty and able to save every single soul who will receive him through his word and his own, by whom he proclaims his word, the gospel which is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We are, beloved, at war. The devil has never, never made peace with God or with his own. 
And we have to fight. Fight against the devil. Fight against the world. Fight against our own corrupt nature. For these are the three arch enemies that we have to fight against. Therefore, we need to put on the whole armor of God that we are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil is a master of 10,000 tricks. He has many wiles by which he betrays souls. To my mind comes a a shocking incident that occurred in Hancock. A woman who was the president of a of the women's club in one of the larger churches there. A woman who was highly looked upon took her own life. She thought she had reason enough. She had uh, suffered sufficiently in this world. All the wiles of the devil. For we know, beloved, that the devil is the one who tries to separate us from God and from the grace of God. He is always working so that he could lead some lamb or some sheep of the Lord astray. The good shepherd who has sought and found us, he wants to keep us as his own. Therefore, you little lambs, dear young brothers and sisters, you are children of God. You are the lambs of the good shepherd. He is the one who wants to feed you, care for you, and lead you in the paths of righteousness from day to day, from grace to grace, from victory to victory. So let us put on the whole armor of God so that we will be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, our fight isn't against one another, 
but it is against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And all oh, beloved. These are no weak or mean enemies. They are formidable enemies. The powers of this world or the prince of this world is so great that when we uh, think how any invention that God gives man the wisdom to invent, the devil will take it into his hands. How much sin is committed with automobiles. When I was young, there were no automobiles. I was about 10 years of age before I saw the first automobile in Minneapolis. In those days, we had to walk. We didn't get very far. You couldn't go from one place to another in a hurry. And therefore, we didn't get to so many places of sin as they can today with an automobile. And one of the worst wiles of the devil today especially for young children is the television that is almost in the corner of every home that teaches them to do that which the devil would want men to do to dance and to We love to murder, steal, and all the evils that are in the world. So that the power of the Prince of Darkness is so great today that it is a miracle that there are any young Christians at all. So, beloved, we are fighting against formidable enemies and spiritual wickedness in high places. This is so visible today when the theme of the 
ecumenical movement is one world and one church. And the Church of Babel is being built today. And we know that all that they are desiring is to have more power, more power. And they predict that inside of ten years, every Protestant denomination and the Catholic Church will be one. And then, they who will not join that church, they will be accounted as heretics. And no one will ask any questions if a heretic is destroyed. Today, beloved, men speak of peace, and there is strife and turmoil and chaos and wars throughout the world. We may even see a race war before very long. I was reading a prediction by one of the leading editors in this country and he says that by 1965 or 6 there will be a race war in the United States that must be stifled by the armies of the United States. wars and rumors of wars. People arising against one another, nations against another. This is not the end yet, but it is the beginning of sorrow. The sorrows that will come to the peoples of this world as our Lord and Savior. Therefore, if ever it is necessary for us to put on the whole armor of God. And now he goes on to say, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you will be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And therefore, with the <clears throat> having your loins girt about with truth. In another place, uh, the Apostle St. Paul urges us to have <clears throat> the loins of our mind girded about with the girdle of truth. 
Jesus says, My word is the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It is necessary that our minds are centered on the word of God, supported by the word of God, for we know that a girdle is a support. And if our mind is stayed on the word of God, then we are supported from all sides. Be it then the wiles of the devil, be it then the enticement of the world, or be it then the beguiling of, of the false prophet. When we have the word of God stored up in our mind, then we can answer and say, Thus saith the Lord, and thus it is. Amen. I will not be moved from this foundation that the apostle says these Ephesians were built upon. The foundation of the apostles and the prophets where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. The foundation of the apostles and the prophets was the eternal word of God that reveals to us that Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation that we have. So, may the, our, the loins of our mind be girded about with the girdle of truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. We know that the breastplate, the, the breastplate of the Roman soldier covers the most, most vital organs in his body protected his heart, his lungs, and his lower abdomen, abdomen. And thus, the most vital organs of the body were protected by that breastplate. What is it that protects the most vital organs of our spiritual body? St. Paul, writing to the Romans, says, The love of God is shed abroad in your hearts through the Holy Ghost that is given unto you. When the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, then we love the Lord so that we want to do as he has commanded us to do. We want to be yoked to him, to walk with him, to follow him. And we love our fellow men also. For John says that we do not only love him who has begotten us, but also them who are begotten of him. When we, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, then our heart is protected. That vital organ. And when we have the peace of a good conscience, 
then it seems as though our lungs are protected and we can freely breathe. There is no weight, no sighs, no groans within us. And we know that by grace we are saved. The grace of God that is new every day. When we lay, lay hold on it, it is accounted unto us for righteousness. Lay hold on it with the hands of faith. It is accounted unto us for righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need to have our feet shod. Or we need to have shoes to walk in. And we need to walk in the light of God's Word, in obedience to His Spirit. And the gospel of peace is the gospel that brings peace to our souls. The gospel of forgiveness of sins. And thus, when we are God, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, then we can walk in the power of God, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all, or most impor uh, important of all, is to take the shield of faith. We know that the Roman soldier had the, the shield strapped on his left arm, leaving his right arm free to wield the sword. And he could turn that shield no matter from what direction the fiery darts of the enemy came. They would glance off of that shield and not harm him. So, faith is like a shield. We need to believe continually. Our yesterday's faith doesn't help us today. We have to believe today. In order to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, for he will shoot at us and does shoot at us continually. A child of God is just like a target for the devil that he shoots at the child of God, hoping that some fiery dart will find its mark. 
and that he will be able to wound us. But with the shield of faith, we can cause the fiery darts to glance off of our shield and we are not harmed. Therefore, he places it as the most important thing, saying above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. The helmet that the Roman soldier wore was a steel helmet. It was such that when it was pulled down, <clears throat> even his eyes were protected. He could only look through the slits in that helmet. We need to have the helmet of salvation. We need to have that blessed assurance that stands as steadfast in, in life and at the hour of death that we are saved. We need that assurance that St. Paul had when he stated, I know on whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For then, our mind is stayed, and we uh, have that boldness that we can, we will not waver nor faint as we run the course that God has set before us. All of these uh, are protective arms. There is only one offensive weapon that God has given to us, and it is this, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All of these others were given, are given to us that we would be protected from the evil ones, the enemies of our soul. But we must fight back. And we are not given any other weapon but the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. But that is a mighty weapon. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to divide asunder the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, says the Apostle St. Paul to the Hebrews. Therefore, let us make use of the Word of God. Behold how Jesus overcame the devil on the in the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. He always said, 
it is written. And then he quoted what it was written. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him alone. So, the devil had to flee. He couldn't stand against the word of God. It is a mighty weapon. Let us store it up in our hearts. When you boys and girls go to Sunday school, then store up the word of God in your hearts. The boys and girls that go to confirmation school, they have to memorize the word of God so that they will have a weapon by which they can fight against the devil, the world, and their own corrupt nature. Then he states, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in, the, in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Praying. Prayer is also a mighty thing. The prayers of the righteous availeth much when they are sincere. And St. Paul asked the Christians to pray for him that he would have utterance of speech to speak that which he ought. How much more do we need the prayers of the children of God today? And I am asking you tonight, pray for us, for me and Brother Postula. We need your prayers. We covet your prayers. So that we can speak as we ought, give utterance to the word of God, so that it may be to the glory of God and to the salvation of the souls of men. Thus we leave you and ourselves in the care of the good shepherd of Israel who is able and mighty to lead his own to the land where the righteous dwell. To that end, may God bless us. In Jesus' name, Amen.